Well, damn, Sam, this is a new way of fucking doing things, isn't it? I know. It's pretty crazy. It's a brave new world we are living in. All yeah. the fun with the uh, Zoom. Yeah, back to the old Zoom. All right, I guess Alan lost his job because now we can do every single show via Zoom whenever we're on vacation. Your wife That's will right. be okay with that, right? Oh, she'll love it. Excellent. Hey, let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Friend to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch with the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stump of a lord. Put straight in shorts. Welcome to the Drunken United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the perfectly fine Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? Consistently good for the first time in fucking months. <laughs> how was that uh, trip to uh, Staples or uh, Office Max? You get, get plenty of white out for this past week? Is that how that worked out for you? Pretty much, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so I'd like to say we're recording at Studio H, but we're not. We're recording over the magic of Zoom tonight. Uh, I am uh, down in lovely Sandbridge, Virginia, just south of Virginia Beach on uh, vacation with uh, producer Mel. And Sam is at his humble abode in Baltimore, Maryland. So as That's always, right. as always, Sam needed a vacation for being unemployed. Exactly. <laughs> I already had my first fuck up of this live thing and brought the music down hot. There's nothing gradual in trying to fade that shit out. You know it is, you know it is gradual. A mute button. All right. So you can check us out on all podcast platforms. Uh, be sure to rate, subscribe, and review. Share with your friends as well. Very important. And should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. We are at DU Football Show on all the social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Once you like us on Facebook, you'll get an invite to the closed group of DUFC, um, Drunk United Football Club, and uh, which is where we actually get on with most of our banter, sharing articles and bullshit with one another. Where um, idiocy ensues. Absolutely. And if you would like to get in touch uh, via email, it's Drunkard United. No, it's not. It's DU Football Show at gmail.com. Sorry. Hmm. And you give me shit when I mess up on the intro if I get one thing wrong. You only got one line to rehearse, fucker, and you can't get it right. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both share a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, we're not drinking the same thing tonight because that would be seven hours between us to get that done. What are you yeah. sipping on tonight? Uh, so I've got an old classic, uh, Baron Jaeger Honey and Bourbon, which you can't uh, see because of my virtual background. That's something um, I haven't had in a minute. I know. Uh, 70 proof, um, all natural honey, uh, comes out of Germany, and then bourbon whiskey um, blended together in the bottle. Uh, you can usually find it for about um, $29.99 to $32.99 on the shelf. Uh, and just 
it's an old dangerous classic. Oh yeah, it just tastes like honey and it goes down very quickly and easily. And yep. and then much like the David Tell bits, I know Jaeger and Baron Jaeger are uh separate families, but much like the old David Tell bit, you know, you walk out naked from the bushes covered in blood with a deer's head in your mouth, and then it just says Jaeger. It would just say Baron Jaeger. Mm-hmm. You know? You do Pretty crazy much. shit when you drink that stuff. Absolutely. So, uh, is that even available anymore? Can you still find it? I think so. I'm pretty sure. My company still sells the brand. I know the honey liqueur you could definitely still get. Probably find um, a I, dusty bottle somewhere. Yeah, but I, I, I know they discontinued the honey and pear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they had another one they discontinued as well. But I still think the honey and bourbon is available. Lovely. So uh, myself, I am, uh, since I'm down at the shore, Han, I got to go ahead and do some uh, old school Maryland love. I am drinking a grapefruit crush today, doing that with Secrets, Secrets Distilling, Han, their grapefruit vodka. Uh, Pretty easy drink. It's uh, grapefruit vodka, a little bit of triple sack. Typically, you want to use fresh squeezed uh, grapefruit juice, but In this case, when you're making a whole bunch of pitchers for people, you use processed stuff because it's just easy. And then top it with a little bit of Sprite, and it is a lovely, lovely cocktail. And uh, Secrets Distilling is actually located in Ocean City, Maryland. And they uh, are a big, huge beach bar. They were actually one of the largest accounts in the entire United States there for a while, uh, as far as overall spirit sales went. And they discovered, hey, let's build a distillery and make our own hooch so we're not slaves to all the big brands. And it worked out very well for them. And that's what they did. And you would think, oh, it's going to be kind of crap. Like, oh, it's, you know, it's a beach bar. They're not going to make very good stuff. No, they constantly get nominated for uh, the uh, Distillers Institute, American Distillers Institute, which is all the craft distillers across the country. They get nominated and awarded every single year for their brand. So they make really great stuff. Their coconut rum and spice rum are remarkable and would highly recommend run you about depending on where you get it anywhere from uh 2099 to about 2699 oh lovely little uh lovely little vodka so awesome to do this, everybody Sam? make sure you drink responsibly holy shit he remembered to do it Look i had to that. redeem myself after screwing up the fucking email hey, that <laughs> mel even came in smiling how about that <laughs> all right cheers everybody well uh, virtual cheers, cheers. Guys. click Click, click. Yes. Holy crap. Well, this guy just checked in at the right time. All right. So we have one team already going down in Norwich. So we might as well talk about the team that's coming up. The team everybody loves to hate Leeds fucking United. And I can't believe I'm doing this for three weeks in a row, Sam. But three weeks in a row, we're talking about fucking West Ham. I'm amazed. West Ham 3, Watford 1, Manchester City 2, uh, Bournemouth 1, Southampton 2, Bournemouth 0, Villa 1, Everton 1. Uh, Sam, in traditional Leeds fashion, they have both won promotion and won the league, winning an actual fucking game. Yeah, um, kind of surprising, to be honest, because especially in recent years, Leeds has always found a way to bottle it. Um, but this time, they showed up when it mattered. Um, Bielsa didn't have to get naked in the physio's room, although I have it on good authority that he did get naked in the physio's room anyway, um, <laughs> drenched in champagne. So, uh, congratulations to them. I do worry about them in the Premier League. Um, he thinks they have 15 players too many on the roster. 
when I don't see anybody of any real tried and true Premier League quality. Um, they've also only scored 73 goals in 45 games so far this championship season with, with one game to go. That's only 1.6 goals per game, and that's probably not going to be good enough. Um, and I don't see them having a, a 15 to 20 goal score in the Premier League on their roster currently. Um, you would worry because the last major European job that Bielsa had was at Marseille. And he was giving, given, I'm sorry, a boatload of cash and completely fucked it. So I don't know if the Leeds hierarchy is going to be willing to spend essentially their entire television budget um, and give it to Bielsa to, uh, to try to strengthen the squad in a shortened window um, where prices could be inflated because teams are struggling for cash. Yeah, you tend to wonder in this in this situation and what we're dealing with. Obviously, like you said, shortened window, a lot of a, um, a you know a lot of not not an opportunity to buy people, and the prices are going to be inflated. You you tend to wonder also. You see teams like Fulham that came up, spent a lot of cash, went down. Villa came up, spent a lot of cash, at risk of going down. Is that necessarily the method you want to follow, or do you follow the Burnley method of go up, come down, go up, come down, hold on to that money, let that rebuild your stadium, continue to invest into your team? Now, it's in theory, that's probably a nice idea for Leeds, but that is not what Bielsa is going to want to do. No, and he's going to have a very specific list of demands. Um, as far as I know, he has one year left on his deal, but um, I heard today that he needs to sign on again for the second year, needs to activate the option, um, and he's going to have a very specific list of demands that he wants, and if they're not met, he's done crazier shit than, than roll out on leads um, right at the time where they're going to be stepping into the Premier League for the first time in, what, 16 years um, in a month from now. You know, well, and also let's just admit it too. um, is uh, for you, Sam, you don't really care about leads coming up, you just want Bielsa up. Uh, All I want is Bielsa to come up. Bielsa directly inserted into your veins like a heroin junkie, I believe you said. Yes, so uh, Mel, you said we have a question. Well, David's on, so I went ahead and unmuted him. Hey, Dave, welcome to the Prem. It's only been 16 years. How the hell are you doing? Yeah, that was uh, – I'm awesome. Last This weekend was so fucking awesome. Just, like, everyone on Twitter just going insane and Darby having to give us a guard of honor after last year. <laughs> and it just leads fans, like, all over the world just so happy. So, so, so happy. Are well, you, you know still what? drunk? No. I just cracked my first beer of the night. And I got my uh, Beaver Town glass from London that I stole from a pub. Excellent. Very go. good. Go ahead, Sammy. You said you, you had something? Um, no, I was going to say, all, you mean, if you could have done it like Liverpool and won it a few weeks ago and gotten 17 guards of honor. But <laughs> in traditional Leeds fashion, you left it late. Well, we, I was worried about Brentford. I, even till, even till we won, I thought they were going to catch us, to be honest. I didn't think they were going to lose. And they had a pretty bad week themselves. They're at risk of dropping down into the playoffs now. Yeah, so West Brom controls their own destiny. If they win, they're back yep. in the prem. Yep. And I think we're all kind of, at least here on the show, we're all kind of rooting for Brentford just because yep. we've seen West Brom before and we don't really, you know, okay, fine, great. It's been a few years. Um, 
a little little bit of nostalgia wants to see Nottingham Forest get up, but I don't want to see Nottingham Forest get up in the place of Brentford. It's especially considering now, obviously, they're not going to be able to open said new stadium at the start of the season. But like Sam and I on our way out of uh, London, as all the walls were crumbling down and the Cheeto had Rome proclaimed burning, we weren't allowed yeah. to never come back again, <laughs> we we drove by and went, "Hey, look, Brentford's new park." Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> um, I did hear a funny anecdote about Slavin Bilic, though, the West Brom coach. Um, okay. uh, when he was in charge of West Ham, they randomly kind of went to Seattle um, for preseason. And I found out the reason was is because Slavin Bilic is a huge punk rock fan. Uh, and there was a kind of neat little indie bar that he wanted to go to in Seattle. So, oh, for the they, grunge they, stuff, huh? Yeah. So they went to Seattle. So basically a day earlier, two days earlier, whatever it was, so he could attend a concert um, during preseason a day before they took on the Sounders. Fabulous. I assume he also went to uh, Subterranean Records as well because that's where pretty much all the grunge stuff got recorded as well in Seattle. Oh, Would not right. surprise me. All right, Sam, we've avoided it as long as we can. Fucking West Ham. Jesus Christ. Moise's favorite uh, Pornhub clip scores the first goal again. Mikel Antonio. Yeah, I know. Killing Boy it. is on fire. Fucking killing it right now. Um, Four goals all season, again. five and two games. Yeah. Open scoring again after just six minutes. Uh, and he all, he had a lot to do. And mm-hmm. it was on his weaker foot. Um, and just tucked it away brilliantly. It was, it was excellent. And then Thomas Suchek, the defensive midfielder, who kind of sits alongside uh, Declan Rice. Um, he had a, a powerful header. Yeah. Well, and also, uh, Suchek, like you had mentioned, since the own goal a few weeks back, has been just on fire. I think he's got two or three in the last two games. And he's been a key cog in why that team has ultimately gained safety. Yeah, they're they're all but safe, um, essentially. Villa has to win out and West Ham has to lose uh, and lose by a lot to get caught. Um, So I think think they're fine. (laughs) Yeah, currently they technically have now passed uh, uh, Brighton, I believe, in the records as well. No, the, actually Brighton's uh, not even worth talking about draw today. Kept uh, Has now put Brighton a point ahead of them. But pretty much West Ham has secured safety, which I, I'm not surprised. I, I, I think you and I, said we talked about it quite a bit during uh, the COVID uh, stop of uh, action. We kind of felt like, eh... West Ham's going to be okay. They're 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 too good to go down. They're you know there's too much talent on the side, and even even when they didn't have Moyes, when they got Moyes in, you're like ah Moyes isn't going to bottle this. Yeah, but that's always the danger, isn't it? We're too good to go down. That's how they yeah. end up going fucking down. Um, but Moyes seems to have just kind of gone back to what made him a decent manager at Everton. You know, is the smash right. and grab, is choosing physicality and team spirit over skill yep absolutely you know um with antonio not the most skilled player in the world uh but he's gonna put in um a hundred percent he's gonna give you a good shift every time he goes out and uh and just through sheer will determination and strength we'll bag you a goal or two here and there yeah and in the last three games in the last three games he's turned up big time uh now on to uh the cherries who got kicked in the cherries twice (laughs) this week that's bad. VAR yeah. fucked them something serious. 
Oh, yeah. And let's talk about that first one, the uh, Southampton game. Uh, so, Melissa, I was watching the game, and producer Mel comes by, and I go, oh, hey, look, Bournemouth just tied it. She goes, fuck. I go, wait, <laughs> calling it back for VAR. She's like, yes, <laughs> screams and walks out the room. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It, it, it was absolutely insane. And it was another um, – was it all sides? I, he was off sides, but I don't think he was necessarily involved in the play. I don't no, think – I don't his, think so either. I, uh, it, again, it's kind of like the Sigurdsson laying on the ground and six foot four De Gea couldn't see over him. Uh, you had the same thing happened with uh, uh, Hugo Lloris as well, where apparently a guy on the ground and, you know, he can't see over top of him. It, I, there probably needs to be a little bit more clarification for rules in general, considering that the brave new world we live in is going to be VAR. There's no getting away from it. Well, then you got to clarify rules better, at least in the case of, say, the handball rule. It's it's clear cut. If your hand's in an unnatural position and it hits your hand, it's a fucking handball. It's not even up for debate or interpretation with a referee. Now, we would probably all debate that it's not in the fairness of the game that like, Hey, a guy's just moving his hand in front of his face to protect him from getting kicked in the head but on natural position hits his hand. It's a handball. It well, see, but very that, black and white. Yeah. Well, and there's the problem. I mean, as much as I enjoyed watching it get called back, what happened to Lucas Mora last week that we spoke about the guy got fouled, fell, and as he was falling, which is completely natural to try to catch yourself, the ball was blasted against his arm. Harry Kane scores. They call it back. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. It should not be that black and white. And they're getting rid. They're, they're sticking their nose where it doesn't belong and getting rid of the best part of the game, and that's fucking goals. Well, that's going to have to get figured out because VAR isn't going anywhere. Now, And apparently neither is Mike Riley's beard. <laughs> that thing's got to go. That's terrible. So, uh, this is pretty much the nail in the coffin for Bournemouth. I mean, they're going to have to yeah. pull off a miracle in order to to stay alive, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, they're they're along with Villa to Watford. Uh, um, they are four goal. Both of them are four goals back and three points back. Now, right. managerless Watford has a lot to do over these last couple of games, and very seriously has a chance of giving up that three goal advantage and losing both of their last two. Because one of their next two is fucking City. Yep. Uh, that was So before I get to, to Villa, because it now feels like Villa has a puncher's chance, and it's not just you know favoritism to my wife in this regard. It feels like they have a puncher's chance because, I don't know, Watford let go of their fucking coach whose sole job is to keep them, out of the, uh, keep them promoted, and he's done it time and time again. Yeah. Why has he been fired, Sam? Well, I, to be honest with you, I don't know. If you remember, he was the one that kept um, Leicester in the Premier League just before Claudio Ranieri took over the following yep. season. Yep. Uh, and they were dead last at Christmas and ended, up, um, and ended up staying up by a few points. But you, my, the only thing that I can think of, to be honest with you, is they think they have a realistic chance of going down. And in that realistic chance of going down, they want for two games to try to find somebody that can come in under the – save us in the Premier League and you have a Premier League club next season. 
problem is, is the games are coming thick and fast because they, they're over on Sunday. I don't know who they're going to get in, who's going to come into that sort of shit show, unless Big Sam needs a goddamn job. Or, or they are uh, really infatuated with getting rid of coaches every, what, uh, 10 weeks? I'm sorry, 10 months? They've never keep a, a coach over 10 months recently? Yeah. This is it's number – This is their – this will be their fourth coach. Fourth. Fourth this year. It's, it's insane. Uh, it's, I was already kind of rooting for him to go down. Now I'm actively rooting for them to go down. It's like – like, yeah, you know what? Villa's got a puncher's chance now. You, for, for, for your guys with, with Arsenal, yeah, they're still kind of a touching distance for, for Europe, but your best bet is to worry about the FA Cup ultimately, and that's really your way in. And what a better way – we'll talk about it in the next segment, but what a better way to fuck over Spurs than to let them finish in seventh and you win the FA Cup. I mean – Absolutely. That'd be, be the funnest St. Tottenham's day ever. Oh, my gosh. Um, 100%. But, but West Ham has fuck all to play for. And and Arsenal kind of has nothing to play for. It's setting up very nicely. All Villa needs to do is get away with a draw against Arsenal and then yep. it, in their own hands. And yep. what does West Ham care for the final game of the season? Nothing but pride. Um, but as long as they're safe, I don't give a shit. You right. know what I mean? As, as long as they make it through this midweek game, care one bit. Um, uh, and that, that, I think, is the, is the big thing. The job will be done. You know, it, it's not like um, uh, I'll say Norwich, who right. just gives no shits. Uh, at all. <laughs> we'll get into that one. We'll get into that one in the next segment with their game against Burnley because that was a joy to watch. A real yeah. joy to watch. <laughs> Tell me about it. Fucking hell. The battle lines are drawn for the Champions League. Europa is starting to shape out, but don't look now. The FA Cup may affect it. Looking like, uh, looking like it's a three-team race now. Arsenal two, Liverpool one, Spurs three, Foxes nil, Spurs three, Newcastle one, Burnley one, Wolves one, Burnley two, Norwich nil, Leicester two, Sheffield nil, Everton one, for no good reason, Sheffield nil, Chelsea one, Norwich nil, Man U two, Chelsea nil, and Wolverhampton to Crystal Palace nil. Um, I I think it's pretty safe to say Sheffield's done and dusted. They're gone. There's no chance. Now. I think I think today's loss actually. They, there's no way that they can qualify for the for the um, Europa League places anymore. It, it really feels like it's coming down to Wolves or uh, or or Spurs basically for that sixth seventh place spot. Yeah, it's going to be Sheffield United sitting on um, 54 points with just the one game to play, and Spurs are four points ahead of them. So uh, without that that court of arbitration for sport ridiculous decision, um, Sheffield United would have been sitting in a European place still, but now they, they aren't. So, uh, and they're mathematically disqualified from it. So on the uh, top side, as far as the Champions League spots go, it's, down, it's, it's Chelsea, it's Leicester, and it's Man U. And Leicester and Man U play each other for the last game of the season. And yep. Chelsea plays Wolves, who have something to play for with Europe. 
That's right. Manchester United, though, in their, their game in hand on Leicester is, mm-hmm. is the big thing. Um, Manchester United uh, play West Ham. Right. So they have a, a very good chance at home as well. They have a very good chance of beating West Ham, obviously, in that situation. And, um, and I think it, 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 uh, it will come down to that last game. Um, it just depends how much Manchester United beats, uh, uh, beats West Ham by on Wednesday. Right. Um, and whether or not Leicester can overturn that deficit to pivot on goal differential. Well, but and, and also Leicester's just been odd, you know. They they go and get one win, and you know they beat Sheffield, and then they get worked by and they, by Spurs. Yeah, and they, and they don't have their best defender because he lashed out uh, against Callum Wilson. Yep. the 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 funny thing about Spurs is, is Spurs gets two, three goal performances, and gets two. Big wins and played like neither, shit in both games. I was gonna say neither one felt terribly convincing, did they? They were, they were they were really mediocre wins. You're just like, well, I guess the other team didn't show up, so I guess you win. Yeah, they got completely Jose'd. Um, it was a very defensive performances for both. Essentially, letting Harry Kane, Steven Bergvine, um, Eric Lamella when he came on, and Son just kind of run up front, and then everybody else stayed behind the ball. Um, Burnley, uh, thanks for playing. You're going to be in 10th place. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't it. matter what they win, what they lose. You just, okay, great. You're going to finish in 10th place. Good yeah, job, the, boys. Way to go, Burnley. Yay, they are 10th place. The epitome of mediocre. Yep, right there. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and, um, I do want to mention the own goal in the second Tottenham game, though. Okay. And how absolutely insane that was. Uh, terrible for the young player, James Justin. But after I saw who the shot came from in Son, it was, o- it was only obvious that he was just helping out the nicest person on the planet. As um, Taylor just referred to him in the chat, saying, Saint Yeah, Son. Taylor, God bless yes. Saint Son. You know, of course. I mean, why? I mean, he's an inspiration to the children, Sam. Sam. Absolutely. The patron saint of the South the Korean children. Army. The children, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> the patron saint of the South Korean Army and and other things Asian. So I was uh, catching... I couldn't think of anything else Asian. So I was catching just just the whole Asian blanket statement anyways. Got a whole lot wrong with the I'm two. I'm just there. very <laughs> glad you just said that. Yes. The only thing that I could think of was pho. And I was like, that's not South Korean, so I can't no, say that. No, no, no. I, I did eat some pho yesterday. It was fucking fantastic. You know, the, the first lady of your, of your uh, state is Korean. The first lady of my state? Yumi yeah, Hogan. Hogan's wife. Yeah, 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 Hogan's wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, well, my wife's part Chinese, so I thought you were talking about her for some reason. I'm, I'm just sitting here letting him <laughs> dig the hole a little bit deeper she's, in his... Whatever. Sam Graham and racism, digging away. Whatever, digging All away. Right, sweet. Great. Hey, Graham, I'll call myself Graham, out there. I don't care. DBAC. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Um, now, let's go ahead and get to the fun stuff. Sam... You beat Liverpool like I said you would. I told yep. you you were going to beat them. I you told did. you. You did Why don't say you that. believe in me? Um, because I don't believe in David Luiz. And all of a sudden, he turned into the world's best defender these last two games. Um, 
the frustrating part about it, obviously I'm very happy for the wins. They were great surprises. But the uh, the frustrating thing about it is why the fuck can't you do that on a regular basis, you jackass? Taylor, uh, I couldn't pack the bear head. That's why the bear head's not here. Or the don't be a cunt bear head would definitely be on currently. Um, but anyway, uh, besides that, the, the real standout performer for me, besides Aubameyang, of course, um, is Lacazette working his fucking socks off, as he always does. Fantastic. Scoring a few goals uh, as well. Being involved um, in both of the goals at Liverpool and putting in an excellent shift against City in the FA Cup. Uh, and then Kieran Tierney um, is fantastic. Uh, I think um, Andrew Roberts, uh, Robertson is going to have a difficult time holding down his Scotland place if Kieran Tierney continues to develop the way he has over the last few months. Uh, he is, he's been far and away um, one of our best players and humble at that. Uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang on Twitter shared the clip of the video and was like, that pass, that pass at Kieran Tierney three or whatever. And, uh, and he, he uh, responded to it. He was like, no, that wasn't a goal scoring pass. That was all on your run. I didn't do anything but clear the ball and you latched on to it. Thanks for getting me a stat. Hey, look, it's like I'm, it's just a good kid. Hey, look, Sam, I'm still amazed that Kieran Tierney's able to do it all. Yeah. With you hanging from his fucking nuts. I was waiting for something stupid. <laughs> waiting for something stupid. Now, the key thing to note is, yes, boys and girls, FA Cup finalist has come into play because, I don't know, eighth, ninth, whatever place you're going to finish in, uh, Arsenal could win the FA Cup final because they beat Manchester City in the semis, denying City a chance at a treble. Sammy, how are you feeling about beating Liverpool and City in the same week when it means fuck all to both of them? Well, I just think that it you know, solidifies our place in the upper echelons of English football and reclaims our place physically back in the top six uh, conversation. Oh, okay. Here you go. Yeah, sure. Sure thing. JK, JK. <laughs> we need a lot JK. of investment. <laughs> if, we don't, if we don't win the FA Cup and make it into Europe and have fuck all to spend uh, next month, we are screwed, buddy. So, it's not um, going to be good. Real quick. Hey, Producer Mel. Did, did you lose this week? Uh, no. No, I did not. Hey, hey, Sam, did you lose this week? No, sir, I didn't. I didn't lose either. Holy no, shit. Lord. No more for anybody. Woohoo! That's yeah, crazy. Get time. in. Get um, in. JB wants to know is uh, Bobby Yang leading Arsenal? So he did a Twitter QA or an Instagram Live or something, QA with fans. And um, somebody typed into the old chat uh, Bobby Yang blinked twice if you want to stay. And he, like, very blatantly blinked twice. So I think he wants to stay. His his demand was three years, two hundred and fifty grand a week. I think that's doable, especially when Ozil's on three fifty and doesn't play. So I think we can obviously spend it on a twenty goal scorer uh, a season or club captain, somebody that obviously cares um, and wants to be there. Sees what Arteta is doing. Sees you're absolutely right, Chico. Ozil is a fucking a fraud. fraud, but um. But yeah, I, I could definitely see him see him sticking around, especially if we win the FA Cup. 
because um, it looks like he's excited about the project. My only concern is a lot of his game is based on speed, and he is 30 years old now. Um, so that does make me nervous uh, because if he does lose a half a yard, will he be as good? Will he be as effective? A little nervous. I think we got a, a great up and coming forward in Eddie and Ketia, and maybe could share some time. And then, of course, Lacazette. So um, I hope he stays. I think he can stay. I think he will stay uh, personally as long as, as, as old Stan gets a checkbook out. But nothing's a guarantee, and crazier shit has happened. So chat room's got some activity. Uh, oh, Sherry sure. wants uh, you to know that Ozil's a fraud. And yeah, JB... but he can get the fuck down with some Fortnite. <laughs> nobody can fuck with his Fortnite game. I think he killed me last time. I think Ozil killed me last time I played Fortnite. I was dead within 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> and then uh, JB wants to know, uh, what does United do with De Gea? Dean Henderson is waving. De Gea. Good try, Mel. Eh. I'll drink more. <laughs> Her drink more. With that's going to be a hard one because he just signed that long ass, long ass contract uh, worth a lot of money. There's also no vacancies at top clubs really in terms of goalkeeping. I don't know that anybody can afford him, uh, let alone want him at the moment. Uh, I you cannot make an argument for me that he would be an upgrade to Thibaut Courtois, Andre Ter Stegen. Um, at Madrid and Barcelona, to Jan Oblak, who's arguably the best goalkeeper in the world, to even uh, even to um, Manuel Neuer, Bayern Munich. Like, where is he going to go? Um, I think it'd be perfect if he ended up at um, at Rangers. To be completely honest with you, um, my my thought process on it right now with uh, De Gea is they're kind of stuck with him. Um, I don't think they're going to call back. Um, I don't think they're going to call back Henderson. I think they're going to loan him out yet again. Um, they're they're going to have to because of his age. He still has development to go. He can't just right. sit there for a season learning under somebody that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. If Villa goes down, I see Heaton as the backup in uh, at Manchester United because he's the kind of guy that won't mind sitting on the bench and getting the opportunity to play some Champions League. And – He's also the kind of player that Manchester United would have no problem putting in the net if De Gea wants to go off and pull another De Gea like he likes to do quite often. So, in celebration of the fact that we do not have to do any shots of Malort, we are, in fact, going to have my daughter, Simone. Hi. How are you guys? Simone, who has never, up? ever, ever had Malort. We are going to give her a little sample of the Lord. Enjoy, my dear. It's like not like this, right? <laughs> Tell him not to throw up on the equipment. Uh, oh, God, that's nasty. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. What does that taste? Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. That's oh, earwax, my dear. I need something to drink. Mm -mm, that's nasty. Give her more, my Lord. Yeah, we have Widely to Widely considered the worst alcohol ever. Yeah. My... <clears throat> Oh, don't worry. David, you're right. The, it the is bile motor is oil. Gonna, the, the bile is going to stay with you for a little while. It's going to taste yeah. like bile in your throat. Oh, God. What is this? Malort. What is the flavor besides nasty? Earwet. <laughs> that, that is a question people have been asking themselves in bars all across the world. Oh. What is the fucking flavor? Oh. Um, asshole. 
motor oil. David says the flavor is. is motor oil. Ugh. I often describe it as if earwax threw up. I can yeah. see that. I can see that yep. 10 times over. <laughs> That's gross. Thank you for being a good sport, Thanks darling. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll go drink for later, okay? Ooh, definitely. Find me when you're ready. Excellent. Very Bye, good. I, I did expect... At the beach. I <laughs> Jurgen Klopp's taint. Yes, yes, it does. Very, very well said. <laughs> Jurgen Klopp's taint. The chat room is also saying a brute cologne. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Oh. It's not... I told her early on, I said, look, when you taste it, the first words out of your mouth are going to be white people. Because this is shit white people drink. You're just going to be like, really? Really? That you white people are weird. Why do you drink this shit? Because, well, we hate ourselves. That's why we drink it. We, we drink it because we hate ourselves. Pretty much. That was delightful. How did everybody enjoy the live reaction of someone drinking Malort for the first time? Pretty good. Thumbs up. Excellent. All right. Well, then I guess this wraps this segment up. Uh, finishing out the rest of the games. And oh, so that happened. Southampton won. Brighton won. Brighton nil. Newcastle nil. Really, Sam? I mean, come on. I need your help, buddy. I can't do this one alone. Nah, fuck it. Oh, okay. We'll just fuck it. We're not going to talk about it? Nah. Okay. Um, Newcastle's going to fuck up the takeover, right? That pretty much covers <laughs> it all? All right, it cool. Yeah. Segment done. What the fuck was that? I, I told you we were going to do it quickly. Ugh. Time to tell you what little we know it is. Prediction time. Sam. I'm leaving all that in, by the way. I'm on vacation. I'm too lazy to edit. I don't <laughs> care. It makes it even more better because I told you. I more better. That. Hold on. Does Graham more read better. your notes? Does Graham no. read your notes and do I listen to you? You sleep in the same bed as me. You should actually listen to me every once in a while. I Just don't listen to you because I sleep in the same bed with you. Hey, after Please, that thanks. two minutes of fury, I go to bed. Heard. Oh. <laughs> this is not DU after dark. <laughs> no, that's the next show. <laughs> More importantly, Sam, you can't even win a $100 bet. You are now down $3,447. What cockamamie bet do you have to try to catch me who is in the black? Oh, I'm, I'm not only going to catch you. I'm going to far surpass you, my friend. Uh, so on the midweek fixtures by themselves, um, not by themselves, this is a five-part parlay. Uh, okay. Because... I'm fucking Cause, desperate. Because those always work. I am desperate. Uh, so I've got City winning away at Watford. Arsenal winning away at Villa. United winning at home against West Ham and Bruno Fernandes to score at any time. And then Chelsea to win away at Liverpool. That's my toss-up. Again, same thing I did a couple of weeks ago. That also shit the bed. Mm -hmm. um, I've got 200 on it uh, for this week. The odds that us.888sport.com gave me were plus 2349. So my $200 bet would turn me back $4,698, firmly solidifying me as number one yet again. Uh, and then the cherry on top is just Manchester United to beat Leicester at the weekend uh, separately. 100 bucks on that brings me back 110. Oh, really? Because that's all going to work out for you. Yeah. Going to work out I, for you really yeah. well. 
Okay, um, then, all right, if you're that convinced it's going to work, um, why don't we go ahead and put shots of Malort on it next week? Well, we uh, had that anyway. Whoever no, we loses didn't. The, whoever we loses didn't. the betting. I thought we were carrying that over. No, nah, we, ca- we never officially carried it over. Do you care to carry it over right now? Yeah, that's fine. Whatever, dude. Excellent. Very good. What's I'll go the fucking just, difference? I'll put this bottle away then and save it for you because that looks like uh, about Sam Graham's worth right there. Doesn't matter. Listen, good poison or bad poison, it all gets me to the promised land. That's all that matters. You know what I mean? All right. Well, somebody else who is in the hole that desperately wants to dig himself out is... And now, it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. As everybody gets to see me pull up my glasses so I can read the email. (laughs) Last chance efforts always pay off. So one more week to get even. And I'm going to go big this week and try to make it happen. I'm currently down $1,092, and I'm going to make it a, a 508 two-game parlay, and let's get it done early with the Tuesday-Wednesday games. I'll take Man City over Watford at uh, one-and-a-half goals, so they need to win by two, at minus 115, and he's going to take Chelsea, like you, Sam, a half a goal over Liverpool at minus 120. That'll pay me $1,233, uh, to end the year and black or in the whole 1600 have a great summer thank you for having me on the show this year and i'll talk to you guys later so sammy there's a little bit of a theme going on you have set up your parlay now this of course because you bet on every game naturally we're all going to make bets that fall around you but my tried and true system my friend Big Sam's Lock of the Week. Production. 35% of the time, it works 100% of the time. Missed last week, just unfortunate, but daddy's in the black. We figured out all the numbers. I was actually at plus 648. My loss net last week takes me down to plus 548. And for my bet, I'm going nice and simple. I'm taking Bruno to score in the midweek um, against West Ham at a plus 114. Put me right where I need to be above you with all the bragging rights for the best better on this show. I'm sorry. I I tuned out. Uh, Of course you did. Now, Sam, despite you fading out and not paying attention, that was an okay segment. You know, you could have been better, but it was an okay segment. (laughs) But we give you more. We give you Kitty the Chicken. Oh, right. Now that I figured out all this uh, live production, uh, I did, uh, Sam and I were at the beach, and so I did get a chance to FaceTime with Kitty over the week. And she is two games over 500 and happy with the fix this season. For her final game, I gave her Chelsea facing Liverpool. Now, she quickly sent me a TikTok of her and Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, fuck me, well, streaking in front of the Stamford Bridge. Clearly, Kitty has ties to Chelsea with you. Was it was it the was it the quad in front of the Stamford Bridge that they were streaking? It was. It was just like did, from that movie. Did Kitty balk out? Let's go streaking! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I can't wait to get back to the beach. I can't believe I'm spending my vacation doing this. As always, people remember to drink legally and responsibly.
<laughs> I was wondering if maybe she yelled out racial slurs while she was doing it too, seeing as it was for Chelsea. Coronavirus, the shit is real. We decided not to play last Tuesday. <laughs> yep. We are 0-2. Lost 3-0, 3-0, yeah. because we ain't played yet. <laughs> yep. So we already started the conversation for tomorrow night, and uh, we'll see. Well, sorry, through the magic of radio tonight. Yes. So we yes. will see what happens, uh, whether or not uh, the boys decide to go. I'm not going with a six-month pregnant wife. No, I would not do that. Not a good idea. Nope, already bad enough I have to be out for work, so. Well, Sam, the mighty FK Slutsk have finally gotten the Drunkard United bump as they win 2-1. to one. Come on, come on. And I love they're also being cash injected because they're in a big financial difficulty right now. The cash injection is coming from the local sugar factory. Ah, Fucking that fantastic. sugar. Come on. Uh, the epitome of a sugar daddy. Worth, Taylor, worth, take those dad jokes and shove them right up your arse, okay? <laughs> I got me Is that why they got have the, uh, the honeybees, the sexy bees, or the sex uh, bees? Sex rabbits. They, we they thought they were rabbits. sex bees, but they're sex rabbits. Oh, Thank you very much. What does sex rabbit have to do with sugar? Uh, well, they were out in, before the game with the uh, team. They handed a watch to the visiting team again. They were so the, the, betting ma- the betting company mascots. Ah, I, that makes more sense. I mean, a team suffering financial woes, maybe not give out free watches with uh, hot sex bees and leotards. You know, maybe, maybe that's money that could be spent elsewhere. Nah. I don't know on overhead of the team. But uh, Sam, they had a drum this week, which was amazing. But more importantly, their fight songs were polka style. They had an accordion. It was yes. amazing. They're singing this fight songs with accordion and a drum. And the, the, the 20s of 30s that were there were fucking loud. And it was beautiful. They went down early, one nothing, and roared back in the second half with two unanswered to win two to one. So up the fucking sluts. They're moving in the right direction. If you put Bielsa in my left arm, you can put accordion fight songs in my right arm. Yep, it was it was pretty delightful. I've got a really lot of delightful. time for that. I've yeah. got a lot of time for that, and it a was, lot of people locally that could teach me how to do it. That it was pretty magnificent. So uh, that about wraps it up, boys and girls. Sammy, thank God. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks a lot, producer. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Mel, Mel. Mm-hmm. It's hard <laughs> to find, but if you're on the Zoom meeting and you go down to the lower left-hand corner, there's this thing called a mute button. Should probably hit it. Uh, Sammy, do we have any uh, parting words? Uh, just the only thing I need to say is that Sam's mistress, I don't know if you saw him put up the uh, the sign, the handwritten note there, but Sam's mistress put up, uh, hit the fucking mute button. On the, <laughs> on yes. the notepad. Brilliant. <laughs> fucking love it. Love it, love um, it, no, love it. Just, hey, on Sunday, uh, 11 a.m., everybody plays, all 10 teams, so... Everybody get after it, flip around back and forth, get the computer, the iPad, the phone, and the TV on. Watch as much as you fucking can. It's one of the greatest days of the season, and there's a lot at stake uh, with Villa, with Watford, and then in the Champions League places. Um, So it's going to be a joy. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And then a week later, JB, I know you just started uh, supporting Manchester United about two weeks ago. Um, So uh, sorry you haven't been privy to a, a FA Cup final yet as your time as a supporter but um make sure you check out us and Chelsea uh in the following weekend and watch what 
will be the 14th FA Cup triumph for the mighty fucking Arsenal. Hey, and Sam, the beauty of Sunday is is much like our last guest to jump into the room right at the end of the show, just for the glory, uh, Liverpool will finally hold up their stadium to no one, accomplishing nothing because they're no better than Blackburn. But guess just what? how it rolls. Yes. Guess what? I guarantee you I'll put my house on it. Another guard of honor. Oh, they'll definitely be two guards of honor. You see oh, this, they'll be, Russ? There'll be two of Russ. them. This means you're a wanker. <laughs> All right. Well, that about wraps it up, boys and girls. Next up is injury time, which uh, is our preview of the next week's games. Everybody who is on the Zoom chat tonight, if you'd like to stick around, you are more than welcome to get a uh, free preview of what injury time is. Sam, if somebody wanted to find injury time, how could they go about doing it? Uh, it's super simple. All you have to do is jump on www.patreon.com backslash Show and make sure you select at least the middle tier up and you'll get most, if not all, from the top tier of our extra content. Um, we do send out videos uh, for the top tier, giving you um, basically the rundown of your club for that month. Uh, so make sure you check it out. Um, you know, it's not a lot of money. helps us keep the lights on. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Excellent. All right, everybody. Till next week. Graham, no last goodbye from Graham. Holy shit. I'm trying to figure out how to say goodbye in <laughs> Belarusian. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, well, then for that, I will give you another try. He's still trying to figure it oh. out. Can I get back to the pool? It's, written, it's, it's in Russian. Like there's letters. a hot there's tub a... calling my okay. name. No, oh, you have you have another it. show to record, woman. Fuck. They have an, they have an O with a line through it. Thanks, Here, Jamie. Say, you say mean it. you mean you mean to tell me you can't? Uh, yeah, you can't let's not make one a production anymore. When, it's a um... different. It's a different set of alphabet. <laughs> well, then uh, just say goodbye in Belarus. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>